and welcome to This Week in James City County. I'm your host, Renee Dahlman. Today, we are once again joined by Sarah Rue. Sarah is the Emergency Manager for James City County. Welcome, Sarah. Hey, Renee. So excited to be back again. Thanks glad for having to me. Have, glad to have you. And a lot of folks aren't going to know this, but this is actually our second try on this <laughs> one. We had a significant audio issue with the first one. So I really appreciate you being willing to come back and do this again. And it's going to be even better because we're going to do a special trick in a little bit with our yeah. screens. So I'm, I'm so excited that made doing this all over again, worth it. Very good. Very good. <laughs> and well, this time Renee supplied me with an appropriate mic- microphone for yeah. everybody to see here. It's a nice big, <laughs> huge one. So our audio issue that we had last time, hopefully will not be repeated now that I have professional tools. Yes. So Yeah. Very good. Very good. All right. Well, Sarah, I will let you just take it away. Okay. Sounds good, Renee. So um, I'm here to talk about hurricane season. We're now in hurricane season. Um, So I I don't know if a lot of people have heard this or not, but they are predicting a higher than average um, storms uh, to, you know, form uh, this year. So um, that is something to prepare for. However, As I think I say every year, it doesn't matter if we have the chance of less hurricanes or more hurricanes or the same amount of hurricanes. If that hurricane hits you, then it is the worst disaster ever. And it doesn't matter if there were more or less that season. That's the one you remember. So it's always important to uh, be prepared, uh, take those extra couple steps to um, get ready for hurricane season. I was also super impressed and very thankful that Mr. Stevens in your last podcast did a nice shout out and prepared, uh, you know, for preparedness for people for hurricane season. So that was very nice of him. Now I have to ask, you're not going to mute me, are you? Well, no, I hope not, Renee. Okay. Um, we'll, we'll see how our special trick goes and if I can hit the right buttons or not. So that's the goal. Okay. I have faith in you. We can do this. Okay. We're going to try. We're going to try. So actually, let's start out with our cool trick if we could do that. Let's do it. Okay. So um, a lot of folks, uh, you know, it's important that you know what hurricane evacuation zone you're in. And that is different than a flood zone. Um, We have flood zones in the county and we have hurricane evacuation zones in the county. So um, I thought, Ryan and I talked about it and we thought it would be nice to actually show people since we now have this um, webinar component to the podcast to be able to walk people through how they can find out if they are in a hurricane um, evacuation zone or not. So um, Renee, if we could. If you could give me permission to share my screen. I think you have it. Okay, good deal. So here we go, folks. Okay, Renee, can you see it? I do. That's awesome. Okay, good deal. So uh, for those that this might be new to, this is James City County's parse parcel viewer. And what I just do is I hit Google each time and I just stick in James City County parcel viewer. I'm sure if you were to talk to someone else, there's an easy way and Renee might even know it, an easier way of finding it each time. But that's what I do. So I I Google it and this is what comes up. Um, For an example, I decided to pick a government agency or um, government-owned property that I knew was in um, a hurricane evacuation zone. So for this example, I picked um, Jamestown National uh, or Historical Center. 
So the national park over at Jamestown. So we, so I, I entered the street address there. Again, I just Googled to find out their address, stuck their address in. We're gonna hit search here, but for those at home, put in your address. You don't have to put in <laughs> the national park services address for Jamestown Island. So we're, so this is what comes up. This is the very first screen that comes up here. We're going to now go up to this map tab up on the top. And then we are going to scroll down over here on the left-hand side over to emergency management, hurricane evacuation zones. So now we can see, and I'm just gonna hide this because you can't see the zone because uh, the, par the parcel information is up there. Um, you can see that they are in a zone A um, for evacuation. So that is how you find um, what uh, evacuation zone you are in. So I, I hope that's easy for um, people to figure out and, uh, and to do. And if you have questions, um, you know, you can obviously call us and we'll be more than happy to walk you through. Uh, if you're having some issues, our phone number is 757-564-2140. I also wanna give a huge shout out to GIS who put this together during one of our previous hurricanes because the state's Know Your Zone website crashed because so many people were trying to find whether or not they were in a hurricane zone or a hurricane evacuation zone. So uh, it crashed and our GIS people quickly put it together, put out a website and everything, it's on there. Um, so you can now go and look and see if you're in a hurricane evacuation zone. Very good. Now, now Sarah, I will say that mm -hmm. if you go to the homepage, jamescitycountyva.gov, mm -hmm. and you scroll about halfway down the page, there are three blocks and one is parks and recreation. One is pay your bills and one is property search or ah. property information. So yeah. that's also, if you don't want to Google it, that's also where it is. I don't know exactly what order those three blocks are in, but I think that those are the three. Okay. So, well, that, that's easy. I think we need to pause for a minute and go, yay, jazz hands that, that we did that and it was successful. That's awesome. I and now it. you can have your other guests do similar things, maybe. Right? Who knows? Who knows? A multimedia adventure this will yes. be. <laughs> Tons of possibilities. The world exactly. just opened up. Opened up. Opened up. <laughs> so anyway, people might be asking, well, why do I need to know my hurricane evacuation zone? So let's say you are in a hurricane evacuation zone. Um, depending on which way a storm's coming and how strong the storm is, we might ask you to evacuate. Um, and that goes with the concept of you run from the water and you hide from the wind. So, uh, you know, we, we obviously don't want you in a home or a building or something that is going to flood. So we ask you to leave. And the wonderful part about James City County, unlike some of our neighbors around here, is there are tons of places that are in the county that are not in a hurricane evacuation zone. So a lot of people think, oh my gosh, you know, they asked me to evacuate. I got to go to Richmond. I got to go to Roanoke. Maybe I'll go up to DC or something. You know, you don't have to go that far. Literally, if you want to and you have friends or family in another area of James City County, 
um, you know, 10 to one, they probably, you know, if they're not close to you, they're probably outside of a zone again, have them check Mm -hmm. and, um, and they, and you can go stay with them. So that, uh, then brings us around to sheltering. So, um, over the, well, we've obviously been dealing with COVID over the last several years. I was going to try and bring it up, not bring it up Renee, but, um, (laughs) still, still have to talk about it, unfortunately. So, um, you know, if warranted the county would open shelters and, um, what I am going to say about that is, um, that, shelters and people might've heard me say this before. Cause I just love this example. Um, shelters are not cruise ships. They are lifeboats. So, um, we try our best, uh, to accommodate everybody's needs, you know, dietary needs, um, other sort of needs that you might have if you forgot, you know, something at home that you really needed um, that was adaptive equipment or something else, you know, in order to make your life easier or to even just be able to function. We try and accommodate all that. However, it is a lifeboat and not a cruise ship. So it will not be steak and potatoes. Um, It will more likely be peanut butter and jelly sandwiches or maybe just peanut sandwiches, uh, you know, peanut butter sandwiches. I, I don't, I don't know. We would try again to accommodate everybody's dietary needs. I know there's a lot of people out there with lots of different dietary needs. Um, but if you happen to be one of those people and end up seeking, um, shelter at one of our shelters, we do ask, well, we ask everybody in general, you know, please bring, um, um, your preparedness kit with you that has all of your items in it, uh, which should include food and water. And for those that have any sort of special need, make sure that you include that sort of stuff in your kit. And uh, for me, for example, I uh, wear contacts on a day-to-day basis. So that's an access and functional need because really if I don't have contacts or glasses <laughs> in, I'm not seeing anything. I am I am so near or farsighted. I can't remember which one. I can't see far away. That's whatever one I am. I can't, I literally can't do anything. So, um, for me, I make sure that I have uh, you know, either an extra set of contacts in my kit or I make sure I grab my glasses um, to put in my kit as well so that I know that I have um, my quote unquote adaptive, adaptive equipment with me in order to function. So if you have an extra set of glasses or you know, have an extra walker or cane or um, something else that you use to function on a day-to-day basis, either put it next to your kit or, uh, you know, just kind of have everything organized um, together. I know it's a lot to put a kit together, uh, but if you kind of think of it when you go to the grocery store and just buy, you know, your regular groceries, and I know grocery prices have gone up, you know, so it's, it's asking a lot, a lot more than we even were asking before. Um, you know, if you can't put a kit together, at least, you know, think about buying some some non-perishable food items as well that you would also eat. So, you know, on a regular basis that you would normally buy. So if you normally buy a certain kind of cracker or if you like tomato soup or, um, you know, something else, maybe buy a couple extras of those or maybe incorporate those into your um your weekly or monthly grocery um, run so that you have a little bit more of the non-perishable stuff um, in your house, uh, not 
necessarily in your kit, you know, close by so that you know where it's at. Maybe I'll, you know, put it all together in your pantry or whatever. So then you can still eat it as your regular, you know, as you're going through your regular groceries, but then you also have it in case you need to evacuate and go somewhere or in case we lose power or um, something like that. Well, and Sarah, that's a really good point to have food that you actually like to eat. If we get to the point where we're having to use emergency kits and we've had to evacuate, this is not the time to learn to love tuna if you've (laughs) always hated tuna. And there's a lot of emotional stuff going on. So you need to make sure that you're taking care of whatever it is, whatever food you have that makes you happy. Yeah. Some good comfort food in there that's non-perishable. So for sure. Um, Along those lines, I was talking about hurricane evacuation zones in James City County and not necessarily having to leave James City County um, in order to evacuate from a zone if you're in one. Now, um, you know, while thankfully we don't have a lot of areas that are in hurricane evacuation zones in James City County, we do have some pretty gorgeous trees around here. And um, unfortunately with hurricanes, as you know, with the water comes the wind, And uh, we have some folks that are in um, mobile homes and other places uh, that might need to evacuate uh, due to high winds. Um, So that's something to keep in mind. Again, you know, you can evacuate into James City County, you know, stay with some friends or something. And then this goes along with the um, access and and functional needs and making sure you have your adaptive equipment with you is, you know, if if you're um, for some reason, uh, reliant, and I hate to use reliant because <laughs> I, I think of myself as reliant on electricity, um, but I'm also not on a mobile at-home dialysis unit or right. um, on oxygen that needs to, you know, an oxygen thing that needs to be plugged into the wall 24-7. If, um, if you're on some medical equipment like that where you are literally re- very reliant on, um, on power. That's also the time during, you know, when we're asking people to evacuate that are in these zones, or maybe even before, if there's a hurricane or a tropical storm coming, um, there's a good chance we're probably going to lose some power in James City County again, because we have all these gorgeous trees around here. And we do, you know, even during regular storms, um, get some power outages. So, um, if it's going to be a larger storm, you might be, more comfortable somewhere else. And I, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, really say how far you need to go. Uh, Cause I don't know, cause I don't know how far the hurricane would be, but you know, maybe going to Richmond and staying in a hotel for a little bit, you know, cause they would more likely have power or something else, you know, um, if it, or going to a relatives and the other side of the state, that would probably be my only place that I would say, you know, if you're really reliant on electricity, um, it's probably better for you to evacuate a little bit further out or, you know, another thought, and this just came to mind. um, I know they're very expensive, but I know several of my friends have just installed uh, their own generators. Or so you can have a permanent at-home generator, or you can buy some of those portable generators and make sure that, you know, your important electrical plugs are part of the um, generator. But with the generators, I do want to warn, you cannot put those inside your house. You cannot put them inside of your garage that's connected to your house um, because we don't want any carbon monoxide issues as well. So uh, again, just something to think about 
um, beforehand on what works best for you and your family. Um, and with that, I think that's a great place to mention um, August, I believe these are the dates, this is what I heard this morning, August 5th through the 7th is going to be the tax holiday for um, Virginia to buy hurricane supplies. I think that's also when they do their school supplies. And if I'm correct, I think previously they've had some water saving or maybe electrical saving stuff that you, know, that you can also save on. Mm -hmm. So, um, or maybe environmentally friendly. I don't know. That's, I know for sure, <laughs> for sure they have the tax holiday for um, you to purchase um, bottled water, um, preparedness kits, um, even first aid kits, you know, just, I mean, if you have kids or, uh, you know, you're prone to trip and falls, like I seem to be some days when wearing some shoes, um, it's always good to have a, a first aid kit around. Um, and that is one of the things that should go in your evacuation kit as well. Um, so that will be August uh, 5th through the 7th. Generators are also on that list of things that you can purchase that um, would be tax exempt um, or for that for that tax holiday. Um, let's see here. So, okay, so we're talking about our beautiful trees as well. Uh, so what can you do now to prepare your home for a storm? You can uh, definitely have, if you think you kind of have an iffy tree in the backyard, maybe it's leaning or it doesn't look particularly healthy, um, you might want to get an arborist out there to come and look at the tree if it's close enough to fall on your home and uh, just take care of it now rather than later. Um, it's also a good time of year to um, clear rain gutters and downspouts. Uh, so that doesn't cause any issues if we get a whole bunch of rain. Um, always good to make a plan if you have a trampoline in the backyard or some of this other stuff that could blow away, you know, figure out what you're going to do or how you're going to tie it down uh, to make sure that it doesn't go flying off. Um, and, um, oh, okay, so then we can move into hurricane, what's the difference between a hurricane watch and a hurricane warning? And I'm going to use this other wonderful example that I think I've used before, and I think Renee's even posted it, I think, um, was the difference between a watch and a warning. If you think about making tacos, because they seem to be very popular, um, a, hur a hurricane watch is the equivalent of having all of your taco ingredients all laid out. It's all prepped. It's all ready to go. Uh, but you just haven't put them all together yet. That is a hurricane watch. The same as a tornado watch. Just think of it that way. All the ingredients are right for us to um, get hit with a hurricane. Uh, you know, the stuff's there, but they're not quite sure if it's all going to get together in enough time to breeze past us or have it make a left-hand turn or what. But all of the right ingredients for a hurricane are there. Um, a hurricane warning is you've put your taco together. <laughs> all the ingredients are there and you are positive you are going to eat it. <laughs> so you're going to have a taco dinner. And so um, hurricane warning means that everything is right. Um, they are positive, you know, that a hurricane is there and it is um, most likely headed towards you. Now, you know, cones can switch and move and that sort of thing, but for that, for that amount of time, um, it is it is pretty sure that you will have uh, a hurricane. 
Well, and like you said, with cones, they can switch and they can move and life outside the cone is not necessarily a party either. So yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, that's an excellent point because I don't know if a lot of the listeners um, remember Hurricane Isabel, but by the time Hurricane Isabel hit uh, Hampton Roads, it was actually a tropical storm and that caused a lot of flooding and a lot of... um, tree damage, wind damage, et cetera. Um, And that was, if you think about it, just a tropical storm at that point. It wasn't even a Cat 1 hurricane. So so hurricane warning means the onset of hurricane conditions is likely within 24 hours. So there's that. Also, this time of year is the perfect time of year. Granted, we're in hurricane season already, but Knock on wood, we normally don't see anything till August, you know, our August to like October time frame seems to be the worst for us normally. Um, so there still is time to buy flood insurance. Um, flood insurance does not, it's not normally covered or it isn't covered under your homeowner's insurance. You have to purchase it separately as an add-on. Um, I would like to, uh, thank our floodplain manager who managed to get us to a FEMA class five within um, our community rating system or within FEMA's community rating system. So you're like, okay, Sarah, what's a, what's a FEMA class five and what does that mean for me? So inside the floodplain, if you get flood insurance and you live inside the floodplain, you could see um, up to a 25 or a 25% discount on your um, flood insurance. So that's nice. You know, the county has worked hard to make sure that we can get that sort of discount for our residents. If you live outside of the floodplain, you could get um, 10% or you get 10% off of your um, flood insurance. So again, That's very nice. Um, Annual policies start around $112. Um, We have a wonderful program that we're working regionally, regionally, which is called Flood Fluent. Um, Anywhere it can rain, it can technically flood. Um, So that's another excellent website. I think it's floodfluent.org. You can go to that and find out some more good information. Going back to the flood insurance, this is the perfect example. It's like, well, why do I have to get flood insurance if FEMA, if it's bad enough for my home to get damaged? Um, you know, FEMA will just come in and they have individual assistance and I'll get some money from FEMA and I'll rebuild my house. Well, this is an example from Hurricane Harvey. Um, in people that had People that qualified just for individual assistance, which is what people consider when FEMA comes in and they give you money for damage to your house, um, if you qualify, there's a whole bunch of qualifications, which I'm not going to get into. Uh, For Harvey, the average that individuals got was $4,400. And if you think about it, that's not a whole lot on a good day. Uh, And with, you know, lumber supplies and all that sort of thing seem to be going through the roof. That's, that's pretty expensive now to rebuild your home. I don't know exactly how much you're going to get with that. Um, and then if you had flood insurance, um, the, the average payout for a, a flood insurance claim through the NFIP was $116,823. Now, that you could probably do a lot more renovations, not renovations, but put your house back to normal, uh, you know, replace the sheetrock or whatever, you know, got damaged. 
Uh, so 116,000 about to 4,000. <laughs> there, there's a huge difference there. Right. So um, definitely something for people to consider uh, looking into flood insurance. And I'm especially, you know, um, I hate to say pushing it, but like pushing it because the county has done such a great job at getting you these discounts. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are one of the few, if not the only class five, I haven't looked recently at the website, um, class five in the state of Virginia. So um, it's very difficult to get that rating. And um, county staff has worked really hard to get that rating for our residents. So because it is slightly cheaper, uh, well, significantly cheaper than normal, um, definitely something for people to look into. And you have to purchase it a month beforehand. It doesn't go into effect until 30 days after you entered into um, your policy. So that's why I'm saying in a really long roundabout way that um, it's hurricane season now, we normally, knock on wood, do not see anything until August. There is still time for you to get flood insurance um, for this season um, without, you know, hopefully anything happening beforehand. So, well, and I think I don't remember the exact numbers, but I think people may think, okay, well, I'm not going to get four feet of water in my house. You know, I may get a little bit of water on my rug. It'll be fine. There's a number, it's something like one inch of water in your house can cause thousands upon thousands of dollars in damage. Yeah. And it's just, it's not something to mess around with. That's for sure. Yeah, definitely. And I I can't remember exactly what it is either. If it's like you get one inch and you have to take six inches out because the water quicks up the wall. So if you, um, if you got one inch, it actually means you either have to take out six, six, uh, inches or a foot. I can't remember what the number is. So you're taking out significantly more than you actually, um, that might, that might actually have gotten wet to prevent mold and other things from going up your wall on the inside. So, right. And if anyone knows anyone that's ever had a flood, I know my husband's from North Dakota and so they've had floods and it's just gross. I mean, that's, that's the technical term for it is gross, but you're cleaning up that mess forever and ever. And to then have the financial worry on top of everything you're going to have to deal with, it's money well spent to look into insurance for sure. Definitely. And while we're talking about flooding, it's always good to remind people to turn around, don't drown. Um, So if you're in your car and you happen to go across the road that is flooding at the time, and it doesn't even have to be due to a hurricane, it could be due to something else, don't go over the road. Um, People assume that the road is there. If you can't see the road, I always assume that it's not there because you're not sure that it is there. Um, Six inches of water uh, can knock an adult over. Uh, So six inches of moving water can literally knock an adult off their feet. And it it only takes 12 inches to wash a car away. So, um, and unfortunately, I, I, you know, I think back to Harvey and um, you hear about the people that were evacuating and they thought they were fine. They were going over a bridge and there was a dip before the bridge or something and their car got swept off and a, a lot of folks ended up, I believe, passing away in that particular incident. So there are, um, you know, there, it's something to definitely also remember um, when, when planning and looking at your evacuation route, mm-hmm. um, you know, if, if you're like, oh no, they told me to leave, but um, I waited a little too long or I wanted to wait until X and now my road is flooded. 
um, you know, it's something to take into consideration. I know, especially some of our neighborhoods around here, there's only one way in and one way out. So if you're in one of those neighborhoods, um, think about, you know, what would you do if even a tree went across your main road, your inroad and your outroad for your neighborhood? And if you have, you know, um, some special needs, some special requirements or special needs, uh, you know, where that would cause, you know, a hindrance to your to your life or well-being, uh, to not be able to have access uh, in and out for a while. Uh, again, that's one reason to maybe go stay with the neighbors that live in, or not neighbors, but, you know, friends and family that live in another area that might have, you know, several routes in and out of their neighborhood. And going back to the sheltering thing again, because now I remembered something along those lines, what I was going to get at was, um, you know, you don't have to go far away to evacuate. Um, Jane, you know, if it's, um, uh, James City County will make a call dependent on the storm, whether or not we're going to open a shelter, you know, how big, where, et cetera. Stay tuned to anything that Renee puts out on the website, Twitter, Facebook, um, all her places. She will tell you which ones are open or which one is open. Um, but again, for COVID, you know, we can't, uh, we're going to do congregate sheltering. So that means everybody in the gym, <laughs> uh, you know, or another site that we pick in James City County, a large room. And um, COVID, unfortunately, is still around as we're finding out. Um, so we cannot, uh, you know, make any guarantees that uh, you might or might not you know, we would try our best, you know, obviously hand sanitizer, provide masks if we needed to, those sorts of things uh, that you might not be exposed or get COVID at, 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 at a shelter the same way we can't, you know, you can't say you won't get it anywhere else that you'd visit with a, lo a lot of people that you might stay in close contact with for a long extended period of time. Um, with that, again, this is why I, I highly suggest talking to some of your friends and family that live somewhere else in James City County or York or Williamsburg or whatever. It doesn't have to be James City, you know, but you, just don't, you don't have to go very far. Um, you know, it would be a lot more comfortable, I think, personally, <laughs> to stay with friends or family uh, in another area of James City County than going to a shelter. Now, I know some people don't have that option, and that's why we have the shelters available. Um, but for me personally, you know, that would probably be the route I would take and, you know, figure out an exchange of if this, then that, you know, if there's this type of storm or whatever, then we'll come stay with you. And if there's that kind of storm, then you can come stay with us. I mean, lots of things people can do there. Um, so that was another plug for planning. So we always do the get a kit, make a plan, <laughs> stay informed. Those are the same. I'm asking the residents to do the same thing that we do as a county. So Renee has been involved in many of our planning sessions for our emergency operations plan. And they're um, as fun as you would think. So. Yeah. Well, <laughs> thanks, Renee. I try to make them entertaining. No. They're <laughs> very important. It's there a very go. good thing that we right. do. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I mean, it is true. It's like any other good planning session. So, uh, but, uh, you know, it's, I also, you know, say that it's, it's the process of planning. It's nice to have it. Um, on a sheet and written out, et cetera. But it's also nice for at least the county, you know, to talk amongst departments and go, okay, well, you can do this. I could do that. We could help each other with this or that. Well, you could do the same thing in your home uh, with, 
with your family and figure out people's strengths or weaknesses on, you know, so-and-so is really good at organizing. So they're going to make sure we grab everything. And so-and-so is uh, uh, very good at um, logistics. So we're going to have them plan out the route to wherever we're going. Um, so there's, so there's that. Uh, so make, make a plan. Um, get a kit. We've kind of, I think I've, I've done the whole kit thing other than to say, if you have a pet, um, make sure that you also plan for the pet. Um, you know, we used to say, and this is for kits in general, you used to say three days of food and water. Uh, now it's more like five to seven days of food and water. Um, a couple of years back, we had, I don't remember if they were all cat fours or cat fives that hit and was like Puerto Rico. And then I think there was one down in Florida. Um, and there was another one. And so FEMA's resources were really stretched. And it was during that time when um, emergency managers realized, you know, hey, this, this three-day thing that we've been asking people to do, if there were two other major hurricanes that hit prior to our major hurricane, uh, it's it's pretty hard, um, you know, to move resources and things that quickly. Um, so it might be a, a longer period of time. So erring on the side of caution, five to seven days for everybody, which includes your pets. So a gallon of water per pet per day. Now, obviously, if you have a cute little Yorkshire Terrier like mine, girlfriend is not drinking <laughs> a gallon of water every day. So, you know, you can, you can kind of balance it out, but that's, um, that's what they recommend is a gallon of water per day per animal. And then make sure they have their food, uh, their favorite blankie or toy. Um, Cause you definitely, I mean, if you could try and avoid it, you know, don't um, switch food on a dog or a cat or probably even a buddy for that matter, you know, cause of their digestive system and stuff. So you don't want them being uncomfortable in a new place with, and having, having dietary um, problems as well. So, uh, you know, plan for your pets, plan for any additional equipment that you might need, and then just plan in general for your family. So that, that goes um, with the kit and the planning. And then the stay informed, which Renee does an excellent job of keeping everybody informed. I personally thoroughly enjoy her thought-provoking questions every day. So she has lots of um, connect. I feel you're very connected to the community because you do engage with them on a regular, on regular basis. So, and do fun, fun things. So, you know, they can, um, they know where to go. Hopefully, you know, the Facebook, the Twitter feeds, because they've been there already and interacted with you on multiple things. Um, another good thing that people can sign up for is uh, jccalert.org. Um, you can sign up, you can, uh, you will get some automated messages, um, tornado warnings um, are one of the automated mes messages. Um, a flood warning is another automated message. And um, we have thankfully taken out the lightning strike thing because I, I knew there was a problem in the beginning with that. Uh, but you can go in and if you want to know when there's lightning strikes, you can pick that button if you want. <laughs> it's no longer a default. It's no <laughs> longer a default. We, we defaulted to letting everybody have everything. And that probably was not the best idea, um, not putting times on them either. So um, the warnings, uh, those are the only things that'll go out. The flood and the tornado warnings are the only things that'll go out any time of day. Right. The rest of them I have set time frames on, um, particularly for when people 
most likely would be awake. Um, so you might get a severe weather warning or watch, but that would only be from like six in the morning type. I think I might've had it set till nine at night or something. Mm -hmm. So when, when most people are awake, but again, it's a modular system. So if you want yours at a different time or all the time, you could go in, you could pick that. And if you have problems registering, again, you can call us at 757-564-2140. Um, and we would be more than happy to help you register or to register you. We can register you if, if that's just easier or we can walk you through the system, your choice. Um, I think, I think that's, oh, well, you know, just two more pieces of advice. Um, you know, we used to say, you know, make sure you had a battery powered radio and make sure you had extra batteries for the radio. But now it seems like everybody has a cell phone. <laughs> so you could still have the battery powered radio. No problem there. That's still going to work. Or you can have one of the cool crank ones where you don't even have to rely on a battery um, to stay informed, to make sure that you're getting the latest message in case, you know, power goes out and the cable goes out or, you know, your satellite goes out or whatever, and you can't watch the news. Um, you can still listen to the radio and or Nowadays, most people have smartphones, so you can stream and find out stuff from your favorite news organization or from James City County, um, but make sure you have an extra charging device, um, extra battery, you know, battery pack or something um, in case you do end up not having power for a while. You can still, you know, power your cell phone to receive information, JCC alerts or other things um, from the county, so... Um, and then with that, another preparedness tip that I always love to say is, um, so after a storm, we might not have power for a while, um, but you might need to buy things and stores might be open with limited to no power, which then means, you know, it's probably going to be a cash only sort of deal. Um, you know, if they don't have power to run their credit card machines, um, but they are open because they want, you know, they were able to partial open or something, you know, with temporary lights or something to, you know, to allow people to buy food or to get supplies or something, uh, you know, make sure you have some cash on hand. Um, and, you know, that varies per family as into what, how much cash you think you would need for a couple of days if it was a cash only society, because, um, I know personally, I don't keep a lot of cash on hand anymore. I really love the new feature of the tap, <laughs> tap the credit card and all of a sudden it works. Um, no more sliding, no more inserting. It works great. Uh, a lot of places don't take checks anymore, just in general. So cash is kind of your only option if those credit cards are out. With that being said, most ATMs around here do not have um, a backup generator attached to them. So now is the time to go get, if you can, a little bit of extra cash, pull it out, set it aside for hurricane season. Um, and then, then you have that on hand in, in case something were to happen. So I think, I think I've ran through most of my stuff, Renee, other than the recovery process, which I will just one quick word. Uh, Cause I know we talk about this again, you know, if something were to happen, but you know, don't overexert yourself mm -hmm. if, you know, tree falls in your yard or something, you know, you're, you're out um, using a chainsaw and moving heavy stuff around, or even um, if you're installing, uh, you know, we normally don't use plywood around here, but if for some reason you, you were, cause it was going to be a really bad storm, you know, don't overexert yourself either pre or post storm 
with these items. So make sure you plan enough time accordingly to accomplish them, but not so little that you're, you might overexert yourself and, and cause a heart attack or some other sort of, um, you know, we're now in a heat, <laughs> heat wave here. You don't want heat stress or heat stroke. Um, you know, so just uh, plan, plan accordingly for that as well and wear appropriate safety gear um, to make sure you don't step on a nail or, uh, you know, injure yourself in, in some other fashion. So, but we'll talk, I hope we don't have to talk more about that this year. Um, but if we did, I know we're going to be putting out lots of good yeah. messages around that sort of stuff. So I think that's it. Do you have any uh, questions or anything for me? I think as always, you have done a great job covering everything. Um, you know, I know I gave you a hard time about the planning, but it really is something that the county takes very, very seriously for our citizens. And we have a plan and that plan changes. We learn from yep. things that incident on 95 this winter, we have all learned from that. And there have been slight adjustments on, and we plan for what could happen if that happened here. Yep. So I just, I think that you have done, especially Sarah, a great job keeping us straight and, you know, making sure that we're ready for whatever may come. Well, I, I hope so, Renee, and I also hope that we never have to test those plans in a real life other than me doing exercises with you all. <laughs> so, Absolutely. Yeah. I would do an exercise. We could do it constantly, and there I would go. much rather do that yes. than actually have to go through it. And we had a little pandemic that, you know, we hadn't really thought about a whole lot. And so now we're, we're good. You know, I just feel like it's like, check, 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 check. 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 <laughs> yeah. So, well, Sarah, as always, thank you so much for coming on. I know we're going to have you back in a couple of months yeah. um, because there's always something that we can talk about with emergency management. Yeah. Weather's always changing. There's always a new season. So. Yep. For sure. So again, Sarah, thank you so much for coming on and for doing this for me a second time. Okay. All right. Well, that wraps up this episode of This Week in James City County. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast. That way you will never miss an episode. You can also go to our website. We're at jamescitycountyva.gov slash podcast. And while there, you're going to be able to find all of our episodes as well as a form. You can complete, give us show ideas, comments, critiques. We would love to hear from you. So once again, thank you so much. And we will talk with you next time.